Wow. Like I said, I'm excited to be here. I really believe God has given me a word. God has given me something to share with you guys. And if you're open, you're ready for God to do something in your life. I believe He's going to speak truth into your hearts right where you are. So um, with that said, I have a very serious question. I'm going to kick off a very personal question for you to start with. Have you ever asked God for something? Just me. I'm the only person that's ever asked God for something. Everyone else's lives are perfect. They've never needed anything in their entire life. Everything is dandy. Everything is perfect. Everything is sweet. You guys are all just living and loving life. And I'm the only person who's got things that need fixing. So I'm the only person. Hey, have you ever asked God for something? Yeah, I think, I think we've all been there in a moment of desperation where we ask God for something because something wasn't right, something wasn't working. We say, God, I need you to fix this. God, I need you to do something like this. Now, the, the first time I can ever remember asking God for something, I was about seven years old. And um, I really want something real bad. So I get myself into my bedroom and I start praying. I say, God, I know you love me. I know you want what's best for me. I know what you want, want what's best for you. And I really believe that what's best for you and what's best for me is that you give me the power to fly. Because <laughs> I really think that's going to change the world, Jesus. I really think that's going to be amazing. And um, I thought it was pretty clever as a seven-year-old. I thought, you know what, I'm going to bargain with God a little bit here. And if I get him on my side, he's definitely 100% going to give me the power to fly. I said, God, and if you give me the power to fly, I'm going to use that power to save people. I'm going to use that people power to go into fiery buildings and pull people out. I'm going to use that power to stop anyone from ever being hurt ever in the history of life. And then I'm going to go on the news. I'm going to tell people it was you that gave me that power. And so that if you give me the power, the whole world will know that you're real, Jesus. And so you have to give me the power because that sounds like a really, really great idea. Are you guys with me? You with me? All right, yeah. So seven on me, I'm full of faith. I'm prayed up. I'm like, yeah, God is going to give me the power to fly. And so uh, I share a room with my brother at this point. And we've got a bunk bed. So I thought, here we go. And not only do we have a bunk bed, we've actually got this window that's like uh, all the way up to the ceiling. And it's really easy. You open it and the fly screen pops out super easy. And then on the other side of the window is like a little garden bed and a hedge and stuff. And I was like, so uh, I pulled the, pulled the bunk bed over to the window. Now, you're wondering how a six-year-old, seven-year-old pulled a bunk bed. I was basically a grown man by 10 years old. So <laughs> it wasn't difficult. Um, and I pulled the bunk bed over in front of the window, pop the screen out, and then I get on top of the bunk bed. I'm like, all right, Jesus, I've prayed. I'm doing this for you, Jesus. I'm not doing it for me. I'm doing this for you, all right? So I'm going to jump out of this bunk bed over the hedge, and I'm going to fly. And then I'm going to go and save lives. It's going to be amazing. And people are going to know who, how amazing you are, Jesus. They're going to know that you love them and that you're fantastic and you're real. And so here I go. I'm top of the bunk bed, lining up. Three, two, one. Flying. I was flying. Nah, gravity came in. You know the rest of the story? didn't make it over the hedge and I'm stuck in the edge and it's nasty and then dad's coming. What are you doing? I was like, I, just, I really believe Jesus was going to help me to fly. And, and um, yeah, so I prayed this prayer to God. I said, God, I need you to do this in my life. And then not so much what he wanted to happen. But I, now looking back on that story, I kind of look at that and I think, man, did I actually want to fly to save people? Was, was the real reason I actually wanted to fly was to help people? Looking back, it's like, no, nah, that wasn't actually the reason. The reason I wanted to fly it's because at the age of seven, I'd already bought into a lie that I wasn't good enough, that I wasn't worthy enough unless I could do something fantastic, unless I could do something amazing, unless I could achieve something that no one else had achieved, unless I had something that no one else had, unless I was doing something that no one else was doing, then I wasn't good enough. That was the lie. At seven years old, I'd already start believing that I wasn't worthy unless I was a 
better than everyone, that I wasn't worthy unless I had something amazing, that I wasn't worthy or valued unless I could do these things that no one else could. And I think that's one of the biggest lies that the world throws at us. I think it's one of the biggest lies that culture and society throws at us all the time. It says, you're not worthy. You don't deserve this unless you fix something in your life, unless you fix what is broken, unless you fix what is not working, unless you get really good at something or you own something really cool, unless you get that blue tick on your Instagram, you're not worthy. And the world just tells us again and again, you're not worthy. You don't deserve this unless you fix something, unless you do something, unless you change something, unless you are willing to put in the work and get yourself to a point where you're so much better than everyone else, then you might be worthy of value. Then you might be valuable. Then you might be worthy of love. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I find that lie creeping into the way I see God. Sometimes I find that lie creeping into the way that I talk to God. Sometimes I find myself praying. It's like, Jesus, I'm in a sticky spot here. My finances aren't working really well. But if you help me, Jesus... I can move my finances to a place where I am doing well and then I'll be worthy of your love. Then I'll be able to be worthy of the life that you have for me. Then I'll have value. Then I'll be loved and I'll be good. Oh, Jesus, um, please help me be a good husband. Please help me be a better husband so that I can actually be worthy of the life you have for me so that I can be worth and have value and have some sort of thing that makes me lovable. God, please help me to fix this. Please help me to fix that. God, please change this in my life. Please change this in my life. And then before I knew it, the way I was talking to God, it was a wish list. It was like, God, fix this. Fix that. Because the world just keeps telling you, not enough. Oh, you fix that, we'll fix this thing. Oh, you fix that, well, here's another thing to fix. Oh, you change that, let's change another thing. And before I knew it, I was talking to God like he was a genie. I was saying, God, here's my wish list. I want to be worthy. I want to be loved. I want to be valued. So here's my wish list, and how about we change it? And um, I think so often we get in that space. I mean, you've seen it before. Like, that doesn't work because the list just keeps on going. You've seen the people who prayed for a brand new job? Like, Jesus, please, I want that promotion. I need that promotion, Jesus. I need it. And then six months later, they get the promotion. Like, oh God, thank you so much. You gave me the promotion. You were the best God. Now I'm worthy. Now I'm valued. Now I'm worthy to be loved. And then six months down the track, they're like, Jesus, this is too stressful. This job that you gave me, it's too stressful. Please help me to get another job. <laughs> and then I'll be worthy. And then I'll be worth being loved. And then I'll have value. Or you see the person's like, Jesus, I just need a boyfriend or girlfriend. Someone to love me. And then I'll be worthy. Then I'll be valuable. Then I'll be loved. And so, you know what? Maybe you get a girlfriend or a boyfriend. And it's amazing. It's fantastic for the first bit. And you're like, oh, yes, I'm worthy. I'm valued. I'm loved. Six months down the track, Jesus, please give me the courage to break up with them. <laughs> this is not what I expected. I was not ready for this. And it's just like it just goes. The world tells you this lie. Achieve this. Do this. Become this. And then you'll be worthy. And then you'll be loved. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Achievements will never make you worthy. Being able to do things will never make you worthy. Being something will never make you loved. And I think Jesus does something totally unexpected. When we pray that prayer to him, when we ask God, please help me with this. Please fix this, God. Please do something in my world so that I can be worthy, so I can be valued, so I can be loved. Jesus does something totally unexpected. And there's a story in Mark chapter 2. Um, where I think Jesus shows so perfectly what he wants to do in our lives. 
And I'm going to read off Mark 2, verse 1 to 5. A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door. And he preached the word to them. Some men came, bringing to him a paralyzed man, carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowered the mat the man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now, a little bit of context here. Life was not like it is now. For a paralyzed man, life was horrible. In fact, they were hardly even seen as human. For someone living who was paralyzed in that time, people wouldn't even give them a second thought. People wouldn't even consider them hardly human. They were never invited to anything. They weren't even allowed into certain places. They weren't even really allowed to hang out with the, the top people in society. They lived simply by standing on the side of the road and praying for people to have mercy on them, to give them food, to give them money so they could survive. And so this paralyzed man, he's coming, he's coming to Jesus. He's heard this healer, there's incredible healers in town. He's like, oh, here's my chance, here's my chance. If I could just get this Jesus guy to heal me, to fix me, and then I could be worth something. Then I could get a job. Then I could live in society. Then I could maybe find a wife. Then I could do this. Then I could that. If Jesus just fixed me, then I would be worthy of being in the society. Then I'd be worthy of having my sins forgiven, being able to go to the temple and give my sacrifices so that God forgive me and that I could li live with Him. Then I would be worthy of that. If God just fixed me, if He changed this, then I would be valued. Then people would see me and think, that person's got value. We can love that person. And he's coming into the situation, so he hears this healer's in town. He's like, oh man, this is my chance. This healer, he's gonna fix me. He's gonna heal my legs. It's gonna be great. We're gonna be walking. We're gonna be charging. We're gonna get in a job. It's gonna be amazing. People are gonna love me again. It's gonna be fantastic. And then he's like, what oh, four dudes are gonna carry me in to see him? This is the best day ever. And so they're carrying this guy, and then the place is packed. Imagine this room packed so full that he can't even get the door. And most people at this point be like, oh, bro, you're on your own. Man, we can't carry in there. It's absolutely packed. You're on your own. Sorry, man. Good luck. But these four guys are like, nah. We gotta get this guy to the Jesus guy because he can heal him. He can fix him. He can change the situation. And so they take him up to Jesus. They go through the roof. They drop him down to the feet of Jesus. And Jesus is like, wow, your faith, these guys up there, your faith is amazing. And because of your faith, I'm gonna say to this guy, son, your sins are forgiven. Could you imagine the four guys on the roof? They're probably looking down and being like, uh, Jesus, hey, that's cool. Thanks for forgiving him. But um, his legs don't work. Uh, he's, he's paralyzed. I don't know if you missed that. His body ain't working like it should. You should do something about that. You're the healer guy. You should fix this guy's body. Looking down, he's like, um, great, thanks, 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 but fix him, please. That's what we did. We put him through the roof so that you could fix him. But you can imagine what it's like for this, this paralyzed man in that moment. This dude who has never been told he's loved. He's never been told he's valued. He's never been told he's worthy. Jesus looks at him for the first time in his life and says, I am the son of God and you're okay with me. I love you. You are valued. You are worthy because I made you. Because I'm the son of God and I don't care whether your legs work. I don't care what you can do. I love 
you. So you are worthy. So you are valued. So you have worth and are able to be loved simply because I am God and I made you and that's all there is to it. You don't have to fix anything. You don't have to change anything. Jesus just comes to you and says, you're perfect. I made you. You don't have to fix anything to be loved because I already love you. You don't have to change anything in your world to have wholeness, to have joy, to have peace because you are already valued. You're already loved. You're already worthy because you are mine. And this is a credible moment for this guy. He's never heard those words in his life. And Jesus says, son, your sins are forgiven. I don't know how many of us are sitting here tonight and we're thinking, Jesus, if you could just fix something in my life. Jesus, if you could just heal my depression, then I'd be all good. Then I could have life. Then I'd be worthy of someone loving me. Then I'd be worthy of being valued. Jesus wants to say to you tonight, hey, you're already loved. You're already worthy. You're already valued. You don't have to fix anything for that. And because I love you, we're gonna begin a process of healing. You don't need fixing because you're already whole. But because I love you, because you're already valued, because you're already worthy, I'm gonna take you and I'm gonna heal you. I'm gonna move, I'm gonna fix, I'm gonna heal that depression. Not because you need to have that fixed to be worthy, but because you're already worthy and I love you. So I'm gonna move into that space and I'm gonna start healing that. Maybe you're here and you're thinking, man, I'm just so anxious all the time. Can't even start a conversation with strangers, can't do anything. My anxiety keeps me out of work, keeps me out of social situations. And you're thinking, if I could just fix my anxiety, then I could be worthy of having friends. Then I could have some sort of value in my life. Then I could be loved. Jesus is saying to you tonight, you're already loved. You're already worthy. You're already valued. Just come to me and I'll tell you who you are. Don't listen to the lies of the world. Don't listen to what the world is telling you. Just say, Jesus, I'm here. Tell me who I am. You are loved. You are valued. You are worthy. And because you're loved, you're valued, and you're worthy, I'm going to take you and I'm going to heal you. And I'm moving heal. And you hear the end of the story, this, this guy, Mark, the paralyzed man, that actually finished with Jesus saying to the man, get up, take your mat, and go. He gets up, he takes his mat, and he goes. And all the people were astonished. They'd never seen anything like it before. Jesus is saying to us tonight, you are loved. You are worthy. You are valued. And because I love you, I am not done with you yet. You don't need to be fixed because you're already whole. But I want to heal you. I want to do something brand new in your life you've never seen before. I want to change your atmosphere. And so maybe you're here and you're wondering, man, how do I get, how do I get to this place? How do I know? How do I... F- Walk in the knowledge that Jesus loves me, that I don't have to do anything to earn it, that I don't have to do anything to change it. Well, a couple of quick points. Before we get to a couple of quick points, 2 Timothy 1 verse 10, I think, sums this up so perfectly. It says, He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of His own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Saviour, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Now, that's good news. Just stew on that for a second. While I rehydrate.
So how do we walk in that? How do we walk in that knowledge? How do we get to a point in our lives where we can go into every day knowing that we're loved, that we're valued, and that we're worthy? Well, step number one, come to Jesus. Come to the man who loves you, who values you, who calls you worthy, who calls you out of what you were and calls you into something new. Come to the man who gives you life. Time and time again, the Bible talks about coming to Jesus and him giving us life. Matthew eleven twenty eight and 30 says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. John 14, 27, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Mark 1.17, come, follow me, Jesus said, and I'll send you out to fish for people. Follow Jesus and he'll move us into our future. John 14, verse 6, Jesus said to him, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John 10.10, a thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness until you overflow. Come to Jesus. You want those things in your life? You want to know that you are loved, that you are valued, that you are worthy? Come to Jesus. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. You don't have to fix anything. You don't have to change anything. You don't have to make yourself better or make yourself what you think more worthy. Do what society tells you is going to make you a great person. Simply come to Jesus. He's sending out an invite tonight saying, hey, that's all there is to it. That's all there is to it. Just come, hang out with me, spend time with me, follow me. And we're going to go on an adventure that you couldn't even imagine. You're going to feel so loved. You're going to feel so worthy. You're going to feel so valued. And all you got to do is hang out with the one who created the world. Does that sound like a good deal or what? Like, have you ever heard a better deal than that? I don't think so. I don't think so. That seems like the best news you could ever get in your life. If you want life, just simply hang out with Jesus. Man, wow, wow. That's what Jesus does, man. That's what Jesus does. And it's so, so good. The next thing, the second thing you can do to enter into that life, to have that, to know you're loved, valued, and worthy is get around people who are gonna push you to Jesus. You see that paralyzed man, he had four dudes who didn't give up at the first struggle, the first hurdle. In fact, they cut down a hole in a roof so that someone they knew needed Jesus could get to him. Who have you got in your life that's pushing to Jesus? Who's there in your life when you're thinking, ah, oh, I don't really need to go to church. I don't really need to journal. I don't really spend time with God. Who's in your life saying, hey, come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Who's in your life when you're telling them, I'm feeling really stressed. I don't know what to do. I don't know what my next decision is. He's saying, just come to Jesus. He'll take away your stress. He'll tell you who you are. He'll tell you how worthy you are. He'll tell you how valued you are. Who's in your life when you just can't handle anything anymore? He's saying, hey, hey, when was the last time you went to Jesus? When was the last time you hung out with the one who gave you life? The one who created the universe? The one who tells you who you really are? When was the last time you did that? When was the last time you did that for someone else? When was the last time you text your mate and say, hey, I know you're stressed, but come to Jesus because he's got you. 
I know you're feeling insecure and you don't value yourself right now. When was the last time you went to Jesus? I know for myself so many times, I'll get to the end of a week and be like, oh, I'm not feeling good. I'm feeling agitated. I'm second guessing all my decisions. I don't know if I'm worth working where I'm working. I don't know if I'm worth being loved. I don't know if I'm worth, you know, valued as a husband. And I look back, it's like, oh, when was the last time I hung out with Jesus? Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, four weeks ago? It's like, no wonder. No wonder I'm not doing well. I haven't been to the person who's given me life. I haven't come to the person who tells me that I am loved, that I am valued, that I'm worthy and that I am whole. So two things, come to Jesus because He loves you. He calls you loved. He calls you valued. He calls you worthy. And because He loves you, He wants to heal you, move you into a new future and get good people in your life. Join a life group. Those people every week, I know every Thursday night, my life group, we get around and we say, hey, what's God been saying to you? Have you been coming to Jesus this week? Have you been letting Him talk to you, telling you who you are? And when we do that, those guys just, they sharpen me. I learn something each week from them. I just can't go away from life group knowing, man, God is good. Everything's cool because God's got me. God's got us. And it's all going to be sweet. Join a life group. Get around people who are going to love you. Now, look, I love it. It's just like everything Jesus does. Simple. It's simple. Doesn't mean it's easy. I love that simple doesn't mean easy, but it's simple. Come to Jesus. Get around people who are going to push you to Jesus. A couple of questions to finish off tonight to help us to, to think about these things. Question number one, are you looking to Jesus to tell you who you are and what you're worth? Or are you trying to fix the thing society tells you makes you worthy? Are you coming to Jesus? Or are you letting the world tell you what makes you worth something? Second question, do you find your value in your accomplishments, what you have, what you can do, or do you find your value in Jesus, who He says you are, what He's done for you? When was the last time you came to the feet of Jesus? When was the last time you went and spent time with Him? Let Him tell you who you are. Who is in your life pushing you to Jesus? And who are you pushing to Jesus? Who are you being intentional about showing them Jesus loves them? Who are you being intentional about sharing the good news of what Jesus has done? Hey, why don't we all stand up as we uh, just let those questions roll around our mind and, and take them into your week. Just remember, like if you have a feeling like you're unworthy, if you're not loved, if you're not valuable, that's a lie. That's not the truth. That's not who you are. Jesus loves you. Jesus says you're valuable. Jesus says you're worthy. And if you get a hold of that, man, nothing can stop you. You've got such an exciting future. God's doing amazing things in your life. Uh, I'd love an opportunity just to pray for us all, all tonight. So why don't you all just shut your eyes if you're comfortable now. If you're here and you know there's some things in your world that you've been just asking Jesus to, uh, to fix, to change, so that you could be worthy, so that you can feel like you're worthy of love. Um, I'd love to pray for you and just let you know that you already are worthy of love, that you're already valuable, that you're already so, so loved. So, um, yeah, Jesus, thank you so much that you are good. Man, that you love us so much, that you care for us, that you're not done with us, and that you want all of us to know how much you love us, that you want us to know who we are because of who you say we are. 
and pray for those here tonight just that we would lay these things down. If we're looking for something in our lives to change so that we could feel like we're worthy of your love, Lord, that we would just lay that down tonight and say, God, I know I'm loved because of who you are. I know I'm loved simply because you say I am, simply because you say that I'm valuable, worthy, love, Jesus. Pray that in this place. And if you're here tonight and you've just, uh, you've never started that journey with Jesus, you've thought, oh man, I've never, I've never heard it said like that, that I'm worthy no matter what. I've never heard it said like that, that I'm loved no matter what I've done. I don't have to do anything to earn it. And if you're here and you just think, man, I'd really love to know this Jesus better. I'd really love to come to Him maybe for the first time tonight, maybe for the first time in a long time tonight. And you just want to say in your heart, I'm going to say a prayer. If, it's that, if that's you, you feel in your heart that's your next step on your journey, that God is pushing you and saying, hey, come to me. Let's do this. So I'd love to pray for you. If that's you, just join me in this prayer. Um, just in your hearts and your minds. Jesus, thank you that you love us and that if we're hearing for the first time that you care about us, God, we just thank you that we're stepping into a brand new journey, a brand new adventure, a brand new life with you, Jesus, knowing that we are loved, we are cared about, we are valued and we are worthy. We pray that you'll help us to go each day moving in that, knowing that, knowing who you are and what you say about us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, this has been super fun. I'm going to invite Levi and he's going to tell you how you can uh, continue on that journey if that was you tonight.